Welcome to Gag Me With a Chainsaw, a horror podcast about 80 slashers. I'm Corey. And I'm Sarah. And we love scary movies. Yeah, we do. We especially love scary Christmas movies. <laughs> Tis the season. <sighs> I'm I'm concerned. I'm worried. <laughs> uh, ho, 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 Corey. Ho, 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 Sarah. Uh, are you ready for Christmas? Do you put up your tree early? Like, what's your what's your game plan? So I don't decorate until the day after Thanksgiving. Yeah, I think that's reasonable. Yeah. A little on the early side even. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't, it's not like I have my calendar marked. I'm going to, I'm going to decorate this yeah. day, but that's when I start thinking about it. Sure. Uh, tree? I like to get a tree, but I honestly don't get one every year. Um, sometimes I just lazy or don't want to spend the money, but yeah. Uh, Christmas lights? Yes. Outside? No. Ah. Indoors. That's cool. Yeah, maybe someday. God, the ambiance <laughs> in your house. Yeah. Oof, that's gotta, sexy. Put up some stockings. Um, Do the cats have stockings? They don't. No. Oh. Because they're naughty. They're naughty. Yeah. <laughs> uh, maybe my younger cat would like some like stocking toys, but my older cat, he is not impressed he by toys. Celebrate. He's like, no, I'm all right. <laughs> That's cool. Just going to nap. He's like, enjoy your materialistic holiday. <laughs> exactly. Um, I have a fake tree. See, I'm thinking I want to try to find a used fake tree. Um, so growing up, we would always get a real tree, which I like the smell. Yeah. But then eventually, I think we inherited a, a fake tree. And then we would use that like every other year because my mom liked the real tree. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, um, my dad was always like, every year he was fucking pissed. And he was like, we should just get a fake tree. <laughs> and my mom was like, no, because she wants the experience and everything. And mm -hmm. we were like, no, because we side with mom. But then I grew up and I was like, yeah, this motherfucker was right. So we have a fake tree. It's just so much easier. And it has the lights on it. That's Which is nice. the part I hate the most. Yeah. Makes my back hurt. Mm -hmm. And I got short arms. Yeah, I usually get like. A little medium-sized tree. Mm -hmm. Never go for the huge ones. I kind of want a bigger one. Uh -huh. My ceiling is taller. And also, I have a lot more ornaments than when I bought that tree originally. And I'm like, I think I need a bigger one. I forgot to buy one. Though. You do have a really tall ceiling. Yeah. I think you should go for it. You can buy my tree. <laughs> and then I'll put that money towards a new tree. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good to me. <laughs> my grandma made such a huge deal about her Christmas tree. She fucking loved it. Christmas at my grandma's house was so like cozy. And after a while, she decided that she wasn't going to take it down anymore. Mm -hmm. And she was just going to leave it up all year long. And we all were like... Nana, you have to take the tree down. And she was like, I don't want to take it down. I love it. It mm -hmm. makes me happy. I'm leaving it up. And we were like, cuckoo, right? Mm -hmm. And I had my wedding like next day brunch thing over at my grandma's house. And my sister got her to take her tree down. And in retrospect, I wish that I had said, no, leave it up. Yeah. Because now I'm like, if you get to be an old ass lady and <laughs> your fucking Christmas tree is what makes you happy, leave that shit up. Yeah. And your little shit ass grandkids that are like, <laughs> no, you have to take it down. She was right to tell us to fuck off. Yeah. Honestly, like she would put the rest of the stuff away, but the tree, the train up all year long. Yeah. And, I like, don't, I don't her. really care when people start celebrating holidays. There's a lot of like, yeah. <laughs> talk about that on social media. It's like, I don't want to celebrate that early, but if they do, who Go cares? Ahead. Yeah. I know. My neighbors have Christmas inflatables up already. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, if you like that, fucking do it. I don't give a shit. Yeah. Nothing that anybody is doing like that affects me in any way. So why do I care? Yeah. I do not. Mm -mm. So have we seen any good movies recently? Oh, yes. So I saw Titan, mm -hmm. French film. Mm -hmm. I don't know if I'm saying it right. Um, I really enjoyed this movie i had a lot of feelings about this movie yeah and i'm not sure if enjoy is one of them but i don't <laughs> yeah that's kind of a weird way to describe it but... yeah but i don't want to say i didn't like it because mm -hmm. i didn't not like it mm -hmm. yeah i i liked it like right after i watched it i was like oh that was pretty good and then throughout the night like i kept thinking about it and i was like no that movie was really good yeah, I watched it and I thought, what the fuck is going on? 
<laughs> and then I thought, what the fuck is going on? And then I was like, okay, I get what's going on. And then it ended and I was like, I don't know what just happened. <laughs> but I never was like, I don't want to watch this. I don't like this. It just was not anything that I expected. But right. I guess I didn't know what to expect because everybody said, don't read anything about it. Yeah. So I only knew that it had body horror. And I didn't think that the body horror was anything extreme at all. Did you? I kind of thought so. I mean, I think there were definitely parts that were hard to watch. And if you don't like that type of stuff, it's going to be a lot for you. But did you see uh, the director's previous film, Raw? I have started it, but I didn't finish it. Okay. I started it while I was watching my 100 movies. And so I, I got tired. I got, it was warm then after. Yeah. <laughs> I enjoy that one, but I think I like this one even more. Um, the parts for me that were hard to watch were not body horror. They were interpersonal. Yeah. And I was like, oh, no. <laughs> That's, it just like in so many different ways, things were hard to watch. <laughs> yeah. Um, there was a really cool party scene, though. Like, I texted you, and I was like, these firefighters are partying to Future Islands. I love these guys. And I was like, I want to go to that party. That was funny. It was cool. It was like lens flares and everybody was dancing in slow motion those look fucking fun Mm -hmm. yeah visually it was really striking um i thought the main actress was great yeah she was good yeah but other than that um i saw one night in soho yep me too i believe you also saw yeah Mm -hmm. um this one honestly was a little let down just because i'm such a big fan of edgar wright the director and it wasn't quite what i was expecting i still liked it i just like Baby Driver is one of my favorite movies. It's really good. Shaun of the Dead is one of my favorite. I love like it. Like my one of my top probably three horror comedies. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I really like his movies too. Um, even like that End of the World one or whatever. Yeah. Like, I don't like it as much, but I still like it. And Hot Fuzz comes on. Shaun of the Dead comes on. Uh, Baby Driver. Anything else that he has made comes on, and like we're watching that shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were excited for this. I felt the same way. I was kind of like, oh, may- I think I have to watch it again. The whole time I was watching it, I was saying, you can't really say I don't think you're going to have to watch it again with your expectations calibrated. Yeah. Because I went in like, oh, a horror movie. And I don't feel like it's, I mean, it has a ghost, but I mean, so does the movie Ghost. <laughs> is, ghost- <laughs> is Ghost a horror movie? Like, yeah. I don't think so. I I was a little disappointed. Yeah, I think we both said we felt the first half was stronger yeah. than the second half. But uh, overall, like, I would still watch it. Just maybe tamper your expectations. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'll, I'll watch it again and I'll yeah. make a, a judgment call then. Um, it did make me feel like maybe I want to be blonde again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. What's her name? Uh that actress oh anya anya taylor joy yeah i thought she was really good yeah diana rigg as well yeah the older guy as Mm -hmm. well yeah i did like that it kind of addressed uh nostalgia Mm -hmm. and how everybody's like oh it was just better then yeah but like really uh life wasn't all yeah babies (laughs) right like yeah they're like oh actually this there was some pretty dark shit and I think that that's good. Like, we don't talk about that. Everybody's just like, the 50s were better. And it's like, fucking for who? Yeah. You know? So I did like that. And I love the, the parts that were in 60s London. Me too. The sound design was really great. Like, it, it shifted mm-hmm. from just being the front of the theater to being the entire theater. And it just really was dazzling. Yeah. But the horror, I guess, story of it was kind of like me. Yeah, I agree. I thought it visually, it was pretty cool as well. Yeah, me too. Uh, the costumes were good too. Mm-hmm. So let's talk now about a movie that is, I don't want to say no one night in Soho, <laughs> but <laughs> our movie this week is Elves from 1989. Yes. Uh, we picked this movie because I don't know, we hate ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to watch this. I had always heard about it, but never seen it. It's never been legally released on DVD, <laughs> uh, but it is streaming on YouTube. So, uh, take yeah. a look if you would like, <laughs> I um, I hope that you have already. And if you haven't, I don't know if you'll need 
no you'll still need to because i couldn't literally write the whole movie (laughs) (laughs) yeah we when writing down our notes for this movie there was just so much we had to write so many quotes yeah that must be repeated yeah i could we couldn't turn up the the chance to say some of this stuff into a microphone so this movie was directed and written by jeffrey mandel uh, it stars I like my uh, information on the cast and crew is pretty slim mm-hmm. it's not like it's fucking American graffiti <laughs> yeah most of the like the director and most of the actors like they didn't have many credits to they their name. retired in shame <laughs> <laughs> however this movie does star Dan Haggerty as Mike McGavin he played Grizzly Adams yeah also he once caught his beard on fire <laughs> drinking a flaming shooter <laughs> He did some of the motorcycle work on Easy Rider. Um, he's a, a stuntman. He's like an animal trainer. Uh, and I read he was the only star to have, the only person to have his star removed from the Hollywood Walk Shut of Fame. Shut the fuck up. Why? <laughs> because it was actually supposed to be another actor, <laughs> Don Haggerty. <laughs> they made an error. <laughs> So they're like, here's the star. Just kidding. It was supposed to be someone else. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. But good news. He actually got a le- legitimate star later. <laughs> and it's in front of Grumman's Chinese Theater. Oh, that's pretty good. <laughs> oh, my God. I don't know how I missed that. <laughs> That was my favorite fact. <laughs> wow. Wow. Okay. <sighs> All right. I do not like the character that he plays in this movie. No? No. But after watching it a couple times and like doing my research on him, I was like, I don't know. I would. <laughs> I think. <laughs> you know? I like a big guy with a beard and long hair. <laughs> Yeah, pinky ring. Oh yeah, he had some. He wore so much jewelry. Jewelry. He had some like weird beads on. Yeah, for a bracelet, and then he had a big pinky ring. Turquoise pinky ring. (laughs) Oh, oh boy. All right. All right. Should we get into the plot? Yeah, buckle up, everyone. (laughs) Here we go. We're about to take you to places that Santa doesn't even see. (laughs) Like when we are talking about this movie, I think something that you need to keep in mind is that it was shot on video. And it looks like a fuck fest is about to break out at any moment. <laughs> yeah. So whoever does the next VHS movie, please watch this. Uh, please. So you can learn what it actually <laughs> looked like. There were some scenes where I was like, are they going <laughs> to? They could have cut it. They could have cut it to make it to make it a, an 89 porno for sure. <laughs> so Whew. our movie opens with the shot of all these different Xmas things, right? Mm-hmm. We got a ballerina toy, a Santa figure. We got Christmas tree. Everything was a little ugly back then. Yeah. <laughs> None of them are that cute. We got no. a snow globe. And then we have a broken ornament. Oh, it just shatters on the ground. <laughs> and we have our title, L's, all caps, white font, very basic. Uh, yeah, it looks like they meant to put something cooler there and then never did. They yeah, forgot. they're like, this is a placeholder. <laughs> yeah. Corey, do you think that that broken ornament is a good omen? Uh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> well, now I'm worried. Okay, continue. So we're in the forest with three young women. We have Kirsten, Amy, and Brooke, and they're doing some type of ritual. Kirsten says, we now convene the Sisters of Anti-Christmas. These bitches are on the front lines of the war on Christmas. <laughs> yeah, she has a script, which she gives to Brooke, who reads, uh, we bemoan Christmas as a petty, <laughs> over-commercialized media event. Kristen explains that she didn't get any good presents last year, and Brooke can relate. So, that's why you're mad at Christmas? Yeah, and you know what? Fair. Bemoan Christmas. <laughs> Two years in a row, no good Christmas presents? Fuck that. (laughs) And also, it doesn't even look like it's going to snow. Yeah, that was a big thing. Amy's confused because she's like, I thought we were here to figure out how I was going to get Dave. And Christian's like, "Uh, we will, but why stop there when we can figure out everything? She says, we're girls, remember? We're the master race. Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. 
<laughs> uh, she shows the other girls a drawing she did of the Virgin of Anti-Christmas. It's Com- their symbol. Yeah, complete with Art Deco boobs, as she calls them. <laughs> yeah, it's like a semi-decent sketch of a naked lady with flowing hair and big round fake yeah. titties. Um, and they've got like these weird lines framing around them. <laughs> And she, yeah, she says, I dreamed those Art Deco boobs. Cool, right? Cool. <laughs> yeah, these are kind of valley girls. Yeah. They say totally an ew a lot. Yeah. Especially Amy. She she keeps saying ew to everything. She is so <laughs> uptight. Uh, Kirsten also has an old book that belonged to her grandfather. The girls become concerned about the candle, but why? Uh, They're like, the candle. And I look, looked at the candle, and it was just a normal candle. They just remembered their Smokey the Bear training. <laughs> And they were like, oh, shit, we're not supposed to be out in the forest with a lit candle. Yeah. So Kirsten grabs it and it breaks. She cuts her hand. The girls take off, um, but the blood has already seeped into the ground mm-hmm. and it awakens something. We see a little hand rise from the a earth. A little raccoon paw. <laughs> so then we get our first peek at the blurry elf POV cam. And he's like running through the forest. Like he's the prodigy and smack my bitch up. (laughs) (laughs) You're just seeing his, his point of view and he's just having mayhem. So at home, Kristen is in trouble with her grandpa for being in his room. She's back in there to put the book away. And like, not this grandpa slapping a grown lady. Yeah. He slaps her in the face twice. Mm -hmm. That's assault brother. Yeah. And his accent is all over the place. I know. I was like, (laughs) He's supposed to be German, right? Yeah. Why does he sound like Jackie Mason? <laughs> he's like, but I don't know. Maybe you were at the forest. And then he's like, and you had my book. <laughs> Is that a good German accent? Uh, was it a good Jackie it Mason? Was passing. <laughs> I'm worried. Uh, okay. So she's also in trouble for reading his books and being in the forest. Yeah. he kn- She knows she's not supposed to be in the forest. He has told her not to fuck around with his books and to stay out of the forest. Kirsten goes off to clean her wound from her candle accident and she runs into her mom in the kitchen. Her mom says, are you hurt? Good. Yeah. She's toxic. We learned that she has the worst mom ever. She's so mean. So mom tells Kirsten she's punishing her by stealing all the money in Kirsten's savings account. She's like, you can't do that. I earned that money. It's mine. And mom says, not anymore. Yeah. So she's going to go to the bank and withdraw all her fucking money. I feel like she's just been waiting for this moment. That's what I thought, too. I was like, she's waiting for any little thing. Ugh, she can't do that. Maybe her mom's on the account. <laughs> so defeated, Kirsten goes to take a shower, only to have her creep little brother spy on her. She chases him off and she calls him a pervert. And he's like, I'm not a pervert. I like naked girls. He's like <laughs> loud and proud. Yeah. <laughs> And she goes, but I'm your sister. And he goes, yeah, and you've got big fucking tits. And I'm going to tell everyone I saw him. He's the worst. Well, who's, I don't know. Maybe he's the mom's worst. Um, <laughs> well, the grandpa. Did Kirsten get the COVID vaccine? And is that why her tits are so big? <laughs> Possibly. Side it, effects. It's a side guys. effect. Big, great big boobs. So then we see from the elf POV cam that the elf is peeping on Kirsten and her brother roughhousing. And was it just me or was he doing some heavy breathing? Yeah. This shot was really weird. I was like, what are they trying to do here? (laughs) I know. And like the elf is outside on like a trellis or something Mm -hmm. like uh, peeking in the window. Uh, So while they're doing this, the elf breaks into the house through a window in the basement he navigates through all the Christmas decor somehow, <laughs> even though he appears to be very nearsighted. Yeah. Everything is blurry from his POV. And he jumps on Kirsten's gross little brother before escaping out another window. Uh, that dumb little brother tells everyone. He like starts screaming. They all run in and he says, I saw a little man like a ninja, but like a little gremlin. They just loved martial arts in the 80s. They're like, oh my God, Let's throw it in. I know. And he was wearing a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles <laughs> shirt. So, like, he went right to ninjas. <laughs> <laughs> um, everyone tells him he's dreaming, and mom is like, oh, I know, it was the cat. Yeah. Even though he screams, it was a fucking little ninja <laughs> troll. <laughs> How old is this kid? <sighs> ten? I was going to say eight. Eight. That was where I was starting, but I have an eight-year-old and a ten-year-old, and I think that he's closer to ten. Yeah. I mean, I don't personally, but, like, in my life. Yeah. And also her cat, um, we had already met Kirsten. She's, she tells him, like, 
uh, her cat's Agamemnon, and she says she's our only friend. I was like, what about your two friends? Hello, you were just in the your sisters of anti Christmas. <laughs> Guess they're not. And this really news to Brooke close. and Amy. Yeah. So the next day, Kirsten is working as a waitress at like a diner inside a department store. Mm-hmm. A little coffee shop. And she's venting for her two, I guess not friends, about her royal bitch mom. <laughs> they think it's her stepmom, but she's like, no, she had me when she was 16. Yeah, it's a switcheroo <laughs> on, she's not my mom. She's yeah. my stepmom. And they're like, is she your stepmom? And she's like, she's not my stepmom. She's my real mom. <laughs> yeah, she's bummed. Turns out she was saving that money to go to art school. <laughs> Well, yeah, we've seen her really good drawings. Yeah. Uh, during her break, the girls decide to go goof on Santa. Kirsten says, I've been waiting for this moment all day. Dream bigger, girl. <laughs> uh, so then this bearded man, Mike McGavin, he comes in and he asks the uptight manager, Hugh, for a job. Mm-hmm. They, they know each other somehow. Um, we learn that he's like went to rehab or something. He swears he's clean. But Hugh is a real Scrooge. He, he is. He does not want to give him a job. <laughs> but also, if he doesn't have a position, he doesn't have a position. <laughs> he goes, I'm sorry. And uh, McGavin goes, you know what, Hugh? You are sorry. <laughs> and he goes, why don't you take that sentiment outside? <laughs> and I was like, whoa. <laughs> so Kirsten, on her break, she goes and waits in line to sit on Santa's lap. She gets up there and she asks for snow. Santa replies by sticking his hand up her skirt and she doesn't notice at first somehow. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then he has a really smooth line. Yeah. <laughs> he says, oral. <laughs> yeah. And she's like, what? And he's all, Santa says oral. Oral. So, <laughs> <laughs> so she smacks him. Uh, Hugh rightly fires Santa, but yes. he's also upst- upset with Kirsten. He's like, this is for the customers. What are you doing? Yeah. He's like, and you're in your uniform. Yeah, but and like kind of fair. That's one of those things you do when you're young, and you're like, "Oh yeah, I guess I shouldn't have done that." Like when I got in trouble for being barefoot at the office. <laughs> <laughs> so while all this was happening, Kirsten's mom kills her cat, <laughs> and the creature found its way to the department store. And I say creature because at this point they have not called him an elf. I almost thought we had like a troll two situation sure. where they never say elf in the movie, but luckily. That's uh, not the case. The mom puts the cat in a pillowcase and drowns it in the toilet. Mm-hmm. Like, famously, I don't know a lot about cats. But a cat would give some resistance, right? I feel like a cat would not just let you do this. Is that correct? I, yeah, but you're stronger than a cat. Yeah, but this cat did nothing. <laughs> yeah, it just laid there. That's true. <laughs> I, at first, she put it in the toilet, and I said, well, you're never going to flush that. <laughs> so at this point, the recently fired Santa decides it's a good time to snort some Coke. He's a bad Santa. <laughs> Uh, and that is when he is attacked and killed by the elf. He stabs him in the balls <laughs> multiple times. So many times. <laughs> That's what he gets. That is what he gets. Uh, the police question Kirsten about the murder, and they're kind of suspicious of her. The store manager says, nothing like this has happened at the store in 50 in years. 50 years. Like, has this happened before? <laughs> what happened 50 years ago? <laughs> um, a Santa got stabbed in the balls. <laughs> So at home that night, Kirsten can't find her cat, but guess who did? The elf. (laughs) Uh, We're kind of like seeing the elf a little bit now, and he looks like a bunch of random puppet parts and not one whole guy. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, He digs up the cat with his little raccoon paws. And, oh, I've been trying to figure out what the elf's body looked like, and it just occurred to me. Mm -hmm. His body, his arms, his legs looks like the R.O.U.S. from The Princess Bride. He's got little squat drumstick mm. legs like that giant rat and yeah. little rat hands like the rat from The Princess Bride. Whew, that was bothering my brain so much. I'm glad I remembered. Yeah, the elf is really a low point. Well, one <laughs> thing, there's not multiple elves, as yeah, the title yeah. would suggest. And two, it's just a mask and then like some latex glove and feet kind of situation i really think that it's just puppet pieces and and like you said they have broomsticks <laughs> <laughs> yeah they didn't even get an actor yeah uh, <sighs> so the elf digs up the cat what's its name Agamemnon. okay <laughs> and smashes it against kirsten's window while she's asleep uh, this wakes up the whole house. Mom is mad about it. She's like, well, I guess it's the second night in a row. I'm not going to get any sleep. 
Like, ma'am, you caused this. You <laughs> killed that cat. I know, right? Grandpa comes in, demands to know more about Kirsten's naked lady sketch. He's like, yeah, <laughs> fuck your cat. What is this drawing? <laughs> she says she never saw it before. She dreamt it. And mm-hmm. this alerts grandpa that the elf is in town. Yeah, they're here. Mm-hmm. The mom's like, no, actually, I killed the cat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, yeah, but she's dreaming of these Art Deco titties. Something's yeah. up. <laughs> so grandpa goes to his study and he picks up this glowing crystal uh, he looks like he's going to talk to Evie's dad from out of this world. <laughs> <laughs> did you do the, the, the trying to stop time with your fingers thing? Yes. I did too. <laughs> I don't do that one anymore, but I do still try to move things like I read in Matilda. Yeah. I feel like I'm close. <laughs> Probably in a year now. I think so. <laughs> I need to just focus on smaller things like pencils, Q-tips and, and stop trying to flip cars. I think. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you got to walk before you can run. Mm hmm. So he does like some weird shit to the rock and the elf gazes on from outside. Yeah. Grandpa's stressed. Yeah. Back at the mall, local unemployed man, Mike McGavin, has been kicked out of his Airstream trailer in the middle of nowhere and is making Kirsten's job harder by taking up space in her section and drinking free coffee (laughs) and basically telling her to smile more. Yeah. He's like, what happened to that spark you usually have? (laughs) (laughs) Like you knew her one day right? i know <laughs> uh, she says things aren't going so well for her and he's like yeah well my life sucks too <laughs> so we all have our problems <laughs> yeah they finally bond over uh his dead puppy from when he was younger right she tells him about her cat yeah um they decide it's not christmas without snow and hello have these dummies ever heard of a little thing called melikaliki maka <laughs> It's the island way. Yeah, he seems like he'd be into that. Yeah, he does. Uh, (laughs) uh, Mike gets called up to the big show when the mall manager puts him in the red suit and black boots. He, like, uh, gathers up his cart of cigarettes and is like, I gotta go. Things are turning around for me. He immediately gets pissed on by a little kid. (laughs) And, like, you know those Santa suits are just saturated with urine. Mm -hmm. Nothing you can do about it anymore. While he's cleaning up, he discovers what looks like a rune carved into the floor in the break room where the bad Santa's body was found. Yeah. He, he, I guess he knows his name is Eddie or he just names the outline <laughs> Eddie. He's like, life's a bitch, Eddie. First you're Santa, then you die. Yeah. <laughs> classic. <laughs> the classic quote. Uh, this guy spends the whole movie talking out loud to himself. Yeah. I mean, how else are we going to learn that he's not a detective anymore? Yeah. Not even a store detective. Yeah. He's Santa now. He's like, don't worry about it. (laughs) This is none of my concern. All I got to do is feed my reindeer. (laughs) He just, he leaves. He was like, there's a little weird rune, but I can't think about that right now. I got to go get pissed on. So then we're back at grandpa's and some German men in ties and jackets are paying him a visit. They know about the elf. At one point, one of the men says, when there's no more room in hell, (laughs) the elves will walk the earth. Spooky. (laughs) Pretty spooky. He gives him the other piece of the red stone, which I don't understand why he gave it to him, but anyways, and grandpa puts it uh like together, but then grandpa points a gun at him. Oof. Uh the man sees a picture of Kirsten and says that she's the perfect genetic line, but grandpa said he's decided a long time ago that this must not happen. Mm -mm. The man takes the gun out of grandpa's hand and basically says, uh, it's happening with with his approval or without. Yep, nothing you can do to stop it now. We see the uh, one of these men is also watching Kirsten at work. And the girls, they're talking. They're ready for a fun night of partying in the department store. Yeah. This happens in a couple movies. It's a good idea. I mean, it sounds fun. <laughs> for sure. Uh, Amy shows her bra off. <laughs> like, she lifts her shirt up and she's wearing this red bra. But for some reason, Brooke and Kristen hate it. Yeah. It was, like, fine. It was a red bra. It was... It was fine. They're jealous. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, Brooke says, Dave doesn't like red. And Kirsten says, we'll get you something better. <laughs> it's like, wow. So harsh. Uh, Brooke is worried about getting caught. But Kirsten says, stuff like this helps her get over things. And it inspires poetry. Yep. <laughs> which causes Amy to improvise <laughs> this beautiful poem. Lay it on me, Corey. Life is long and life is hard. Kevin's is thick and Dave's is a yard. <laughs> Well, goddamn, introduce us to Kevin and Dave. (laughs) (laughs) So 
that's what they're ready for that <laughs> night, I guess. Uh, having no better options, McGavin also plans to stay the night at the department store. Mm-hmm. Uh, but first, he's going to go to the library to look up some ancient symbols and runes. Dude, you just said it was none of your concern. Yep. His curiosity, man. Yeah, ex-detective, current mall Santa. <laughs> he goes in there. He's smoking, of course. Yes. He, <laughs> uh, he got to the library and the librarian said, smoking or non-smoking? <laughs> uh, yeah, he apologizes for smoking in there, but then he just continues yeah. smoking. Uh, so he thinks he finds the symbol. That was carved into the ground at the crime scene, but uh, somehow someone has torn the page out. He says to the librarian, I'm looking for a book I remember from college <laughs> called Mystical Symbols and Runes. Uh, where did he go to college? Hogwarts? <laughs> <laughs> and she said, oh, yeah, it's it. the section 666. Yeah. <laughs> she says occult sciences section 666. Uh, and the movie can't just let that sit there. Yeah. <laughs> Mike goes... What are you kidding me? That's going to be a joke. <laughs> but really, it's just a big lie because <laughs> under the Dewey Decimal System, it would be in section 133. Everyone knows that. Yeah. <laughs> and this man reads a book by licking his finger in between every page. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so after he discovers the torn out pages that he needs or that the pages that he needs are torn out, he's like, got to get out of there. Go do some more investigating. The girls come back to the store for their planned orgy. (laughs) They left and like put tape over the door so it wouldn't close all the way Mm -hmm. and lock behind them. I don't know why they all left though. Doesn't appear like there's a security guard or something like they should. They could have just stayed. Maybe they had to go out for would probably look suspicious provisions. Yeah, (laughs) they did get forties. They brought forties back. That's what you gotta have. Uh, they start trying on all the sexiest outfits. They're like shopping from the department store and finding outfits. And I was like, that's a good idea. Yeah. Why bring something? <laughs> um, one of them, is it Amy? Yeah. Has on a full lingerie set, <laughs> including a flowing cape. Very 80s. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Kirsten comes in wearing a 80s pink leotard. She asked them if it's two tuna. <laughs> what the fuck does that mean? I didn't get that either. And Brooke, again, she's like, hates what Amy is wearing. I think she says, what kind of slut dyke suit is that? She, (laughs) I'm telling you, she is a fucking hater. Yeah. She is like mad she didn't think of it first or whatever. (laughs) And she's just trying to dull Amy's shine. Yeah. She says, no way. And Amy's like, way. Yeah. I said, no way. (laughs) (laughs) And Amy says, whatever. And I say, way. But she loved Kirsten's aerobic fit. Oh, yeah. <laughs> she loved it, even though it might have been too tuna. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know what it is. It seems like a trap. You don't call yourself tuna. <laughs> so while they're doing their fashion show, Mike is also in the building because, whoops, he had the same idea to sleep there. He goes into a stock room and he's kind of seems to come face to face with the elf, but there's no reaction. Yeah, he never reacts to the elf. He sees it at one point and he's like, oh. <laughs> yeah, it's so weird. He just goes into a room and the elf is there too. And then he just turns around and leaves the room like mm-hmm. he saw nothing. <laughs> so he interrupts the girls putting on makeup and talking about the new name for their group, Masters Without Slaves. What the fuck is wrong with these girls? Yeah, Brooke doesn't get it and I don't get it either. <laughs> I don't get it. I don't either. think there's anything to get. <laughs> Except for that Kirsten is just one red flag after another. <laughs> Um, they see Mike, the girls freak out and Mike tries to pretend he's supposed to be there, but Mm -hmm. they know he's full of shit and none of them are supposed to be there. Yeah. So they kind of call a truce. Yeah. They all agree to stand down and proceed with their individual squatting. (laughs) (laughs) Kirsten tells her friends she's not actually going to do it with the boys that she's saving it for someone special. Mm hmm. So outside, the boys are locked out. Somebody took the tape off. Like, one of the girls put, took the tape off. And uh, lock, they're locked out. There's a lot of banging around. And the door kicks open. And uh, at least one of these boys is killed by the grandpa's weird German friends mm-hmm. who are still tailing Kirsten. Uh, these weird friends also grab up Amy in her lingerie costume and shoot her in an elevator. That sexy getup is coming out of Kirsten's paycheck for sure. <laughs> There's yeah. no way that manager is going to just let that slide. Mm-mm. 
The alarms are blaring and Mike is exchanging fire with the Germans while he hunkers down with Kirsten. And you can tell that this scene was what they based the department store standoff in Mr. and Mrs. Smith on. (laughs) Clearly. (laughs) Yeah, I could see it. I was like, oh, what a reference. (laughs) Uh, While all this is happening, the elf is scampering all around the store and it's so funny. (laughs) (laughs) The mouth on the elf never closes Mm -mm. and you only see its legs and arms like separate from the head. Yeah. And if we ever don't (laughs) mention the elf. It's just because they just show him just watching. Yeah. All the time. Yeah. He's <laughs> just an outside observer for a lot of the movie. He never really interacts. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the elf chases Brooke all around the store until he gets sidetracked in a toy store by those little like wind up backflip puppies. <laughs> and then the elf looks up and he sees an animatronic Santa's workshop style elf. And wow, you can tell he's offended by this portrayal. <laughs> it looks nothing like him. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, the elf puts on a Santa hat and kills poor Brooke with a fruit knife. (laughs) And then he draws that rune with her blood. Yeah. So the men continue their shoot off with McGavin until they realize Kirsten is with them and they take off just as the cops arrive. Uh, the detective, the other detective, not McGavin, the ex detective, (laughs) the real detective, the current detective lays (laughs) into him. They obviously know each other and he tells them, you are one of the best detectives, but you drank it away. (laughs) And he's like, well, I'm clean now, but I swear I saw a two foot elf. (laughs) Um, this would never happen to Charles Bronson (laughs) in a movie. No, they would believe him. (laughs) Absolutely. He would still be on the force. (laughs) So, uh, he's like, you gotta give me some time, I guess, to like prove it. The detective tells him he has 24 hours to figure everything out. I thought this scene was so stupid. It was so funny. He goes, I hope that's long enough. And he goes, well, actually, I don't know if it will be long enough. <laughs> yeah. He's like, is that enough time? Well, it better be enough time. It's like, okay. They're just like the teen girls. This guy is such a whiner. He's like, I don't know if it'll be enough time. <laughs> Can't make a promise Instead like that. Instead of just being like, you got it, 24 hours. He's yeah. like, maybe 36. <laughs> Hugh tells Kirsten that she's liable for all the damages. He's pissed. <laughs> he does not care that her friends were just murdered. Mm-mm. He fires them both on the day before Christmas yep. Eve. <laughs> he says, this is a YP. That's a you problem. Yeah. So McGavin, he goes home with Kirsten to try to explain everything. But of course, her mom does not believe him. Nope. And she threatens to call the cops on him if he doesn't leave. And she's serious. Uh, but for some reason, the grandpa, he's like, tell me more about what you saw. And he seems surprised. I'm like, dude, you already knew the elf was there. Why are yeah. you like, do you think your granddaughter made it up? Yeah. Uh, the grandpa says he will protect his granddaughter. He tells Kirsten, there are many things that I have done that I must teach you to undo. He tells her to pack her bags, but they never go anywhere. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Well, he notices the same rune carved into the floor under their Christmas tree. Oh, yeah, 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 that's true. And is this guy really a good detective? Or do people (laughs) just leave their clues laying around all (laughs) willy-nilly? Yeah. (laughs) So he goes to visit one Dr. Fitzpatrick Mm -hmm. to ask him about the symbol. Oh, my gosh. This guy. (laughs) This actor. I don't even know what to say about him. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to (laughs) act. And I have a character for this. <laughs> so this this guy, he explains that, um, you know, that Bible story about Noah's Ark. Well, God told Noah to save the creeping little things. And you might think those, he's talking about bugs or lizards. But no, Mm-mm. it actually means elves. Duh. Those that creep on two legs. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's what they cut out of the King James Version. <laughs> Now, Dr. Fitzpatrick does not believe in elves, but he tells McGavin that the Nazis did. Uh, He says, you know, if you could ignore their brutality, you would have to say they were just a bunch of crackpots. Um, I'm sorry, but no fucking way. (laughs) That is a wild dismissive thing to say. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Dr. Fitzpatrick doesn't know why the Nazis wanted the elves, so he sends McGavin to talk to Dr. O'Connor, which uh, he's much more of an expert on Nazis. Yeah. He also tells us that the symbol he's been seeing isn't a rune. So fuck us, I guess. Yeah. We're calling it a rune this whole time. <laughs> <laughs> so back at Kirsten's house, she's packing to leave. And she tells her mom she wishes her dad was there, that he'd know what to do. Mom says, you know, you're a lot like him. You're attractive. You're bright, independent, impulsive, self-centered, narcissistic. 
(laughs) (laughs) They argue. Mom is so mean. Person says she wishes mom was dead and dad was still alive. Mom goes, dad, you want to talk to dad? Go down to the study and talk to him. Kirsten goes, what are you saying? Dad's dead. Mom says, your dad is in the study. And Kirsten says, grandfather is in the study. Mom says, your father isn't dead. The man in the study is your grandfather and your father. (laughs) And then she attacks Kirsten. What the fuck, Corey? (laughs) This woman needs years of therapy. Oh, my God. So the movie just abandons this bombshell (laughs) to catch up with Mike at Dr. O'Connor's house. Uh, Dr. O'Connor makes his maid work on Christmas Eve. And he's dressed like he's got a shift with the Dapper Dans in half an hour. Yeah, he, he was like a waiter costume. <laughs> he was wearing like a velvet red vest, which I like how festive it is. It's but. a matching bow tie. <laughs> yeah, he looks like he's going to go sing Baby on board somewhere. <laughs> uh, Mike bursts in on their turkey dinner and... They argue Dr. O'Connor agrees to tell him about the two schools of thought. (laughs) This is so pointless. You didn't need two schools. (laughs) Regarding Nazis and their relationship to elves. Um, You've probably all heard about these. (laughs) Number one, the Nazis experimented with elves as assassination teams. (laughs) Small, easily hidden, silent, vicious they have magical powers they can't be hurt or killed elves are the perfect soldier number two the elves were a genetic engineering experiment he says the nazis did have some clever scientists this was before today's technology of course and now it feels like the movie is sort of gently excusing nazis yeah, he's like, I like this theory because it mis- mixes science with the occult. Uh, not like, okay. at all. <laughs> <laughs> Due to the aforementioned super soldier qualities, the elves <sighs> have superior sperm <laughs> and must mate with a virgin on Christmas Eve to produce the master race. And it will eventually rule the world. Jesus Christ. <laughs> and he's like, okay, I'll tell you, you have one minute. <laughs> Second theory. (laughs) (laughs) And the kids are just like politely watching this for a while. (laughs) And then they start throwing food. Yeah, well, their dad is like this elf super sperm. (laughs) Anyways. Oh, gosh. So McGavin, like at this point, he's racing to find Kirsten. And he's being tailed by one of the Nazi guys. So grandpa tells Kirsten he's not proud of what he did. But, you know, he thought it was important and necessary at the time. Yep. He said he took no pleasure in the act and that her mom was drugged and unconscious at the time of the rape. So, you know, she should be fine. Obviously, she's not. She wasn't traumatized (laughs) at all. And like, sir. (laughs) Yeah. He said the inbreeding was planned so that Kirsten would have the pure genetic line needed to create the master race. She needed to be the perfect receptacle for the elf jizz. Mm -hmm. This is sick. (laughs) (laughs) Meanwhile, Kirsten's mom is having a breakdown in the bathroom. Lipstick all over the face. Yeah. Wait, so the Nazis got a family tree that's a straight line and they call this superior (laughs) genetics? Yeah, somehow. (laughs) Don't make sense to me. So McGavin luckily noticed there's a bomb in his car and he jumps out just in time before it explodes. Oh, I, I thought that this guy was just so efficient that that was his own bomb. (laughs) <laughs> and he was like, I'm going to set this bomb off and they'll think that I'm dead now. No, he was saved by his smoking addiction because uh, he went to try to light his cigarette on the yeah. car lighter. And that's when he saw the bomb. Okay. <laughs> well, that makes more sense. Yeah. So uh, he gets out. So does the Nazi guy. And he beats that guy to death and takes his car. Yeah. Um, uh, Kirsten storms out of her grandpa's study. And her brother wanders into her room, like from another movie, because he's oh, like, all so of a sudden, <laughs> he's the nice little brother. Yeah, and he casually asks if she thinks they're gonna get any good presents this year <laughs> because there's not a lot under the tree. Yeah. Um. After what we just learned, his reappearance really begs the question of who is his dad. That's true. What's going on here? Mm. 
What was he, the backup? <laughs> <laughs> Are there female elves? We don't, we don't know. <laughs> Gross. So mom gets in the bath. She's listening to classical music on the radio. And guess who comes in? The elf. He pushes the radio into the bath and she is electrocuted. And this scene, we see the most reaction from the elf in the whole movie. <laughs> with his open mouth. He's like shaking his head yes almost. Yeah, he's bobbing his head back he's, and forth. He's trying to act. He <laughs> loves it. He loves this thing that he's doing. It was very far from home, this scene. I thought the same thing. <laughs> so that movie was inspired. Mr. and Mrs. Smith. Uh-huh. Okay. A lot of movies were inspired by elves. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's like the Citizen Kane of movies about um, <laughs> Nazi elves. So then McGavin arrives and he decides he better listen to Grandpa's plan. So he f- he finds Mom and he kind of shields the kids from it. And Grand- he says, she'll be fine. We got to go. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Grandpa's like, wait. And then. Kirsten doesn't want to listen to him, um, but he's like, well, I think he knows what what's going on. Um, and then the little brother, Willie, he's like, what's wrong? Are we going to be all right? And Kirsten says, no, Willie. Gramps is a Nazi. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so Grandpa explains the Nazi plot once again. And I feel like uh-huh. at this point, we know it. We, we, know don't, it. we don't need to hear it again. And he spills the beans about <laughs> everything. He says, the offspring of an elf and a human is neither elf nor human. <laughs> so they say, what What the hell is it? So basically, it's the Antichrist. Yeah. He then turns Kristen's drawing with the Art Deco boobs into the Nazi symbol. So yeah. it's like, clearly, he takes the rune or the not rune, whatever <laughs> it is. And it's like, see, if you put this puzzle piece in among these weird lines that she has drawn around <laughs> the boobs... Now it's a swastika. Yeah. <laughs> and now her little drawing just looks like this lady has got hateful pasties. Mm-hmm. And then grandpa says Kirsten must kill the elf using that red stone. He calls it the elf stone. Mm-hmm. Just then one of the Germans comes in with the camcorder for some reason. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, let me record this historic yeah. event. <laughs> he busts in like a Maury Povich cameraman. <laughs> yeah. Right? Like... <laughs> Uh, and then McGavin starts fighting with the Germans. Grandpa shoots one of the Germans, but then the other one takes the gun from him, and Grandpa is dead. And Kirsten goes, no! And like, really? My feeling would be, shoot that old bitch! <laughs> she had mixed feelings. Yeah. <laughs> and I also felt like at this point, Kirsten and Mike are getting like weirdly affectionate. I feel like they had a father-daughter thing mm. going on, hopefully. <laughs> Maybe it's just me because I said I would, but I was like, why are they so snuggled up? I don't like this. Yeah. Oof. she He's the father she never had. They've known each other for fucking two days. <laughs> yeah. So Kirsten and her little brother escape into the woods. The last remaining Nazi, Mike, and I'm assuming the elf are all in pursuit. The Nat, the Nazi. <laughs> like, the Nancy. The, like, <laughs> Cotton Hill. The Nazi catches up to Kirsten <laughs> And bang, he's shot by the elf. By the elf who has a gun. <laughs> I rewound that like three times. I was like, wait, who shot him? <laughs> it's just the elf and he's just holding a smoking gun. <laughs> so when you think about it, he's always killing people that are getting too uh, violent with yeah. Kirsten or appear to be. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> uh, Kirsten sends her brother back to get the elf stone. She says that the elf won't hurt her. At this point, I was like, you guys didn't bring it. I know. (laughs) So fucking dumb. The elf advances on Kirsten and they do. I don't know what they do. Um, The elf runs his hand up Kirsten's thigh and like tries to kiss her neck. Um, This is a nightmare. Yeah. Um, Can you imagine knowing that you only exist because you're supposed to have sex with this gross (laughs) idiot? (laughs) And then he sees a roach. He's yeah. distracted and he picks up. You think he's going to eat it, but he's like, tries to be romantic and yeah. feed it to her. She's like, nah, I'm good. Uh, he's like, these are aphrodisiacs. <laughs> Just have one. So little brother comes back with the elf stone and Kirsten instinctually knows to just stab the ground with it. Yeah. We, well, grandpa told her, you'll know. Yeah. <laughs> and also the elf just kind of like backs off as yeah. soon as the brother gets back yeah he's like whoa <laughs> i'm not like that lady from blood rage i've got boundaries <laughs> so, 
<laughs> Kirsten stabs the ground and the elf explodes. <laughs> a bunch of camera effects happen. It looks like an old Black Sabbath video. <laughs> and it goes on for so long. Way it's too like, long. Wah, 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 wah. Like so much just in and out and squiggles and shit. And then Kirsten wakes up to the first snowfall and the forest is now destroyed. And I have concerns that they actually burnt down a forest for this movie. <laughs> I feel like they would. Yeah. She hugs her perv brother and everything's okay because it's snowing it's on snowing. Christmas. <sighs> the movie. <sighs> so this should be the end of the movie, please. But then the credits roll and <sighs> they roll over the image of a fetus. Um, with a beating heart. What does, does this mean that the elf did it? I don't know. She was fully clothed when the brother arrives. That's why I was so confused. When I watched it the second time, I was like, I mean, this part where it gets all close to her, like maybe we're supposed to take it as like something happened, but like the elf is a two pump chump. (laughs) I don't know. Maybe he mates in a different way, (sighs) a magical way. Maybe they were in a hot tub <laughs> and he just in the hot tub and then she got pregnant. <laughs> it makes no sense at yeah. all. But like, I guess it's supposed to imply that. Uh, I think they were just uh, leaving it open for a sequel. <laughs> yeah. Uh, fucking everybody was clamoring for elves too. So uh, <sighs> what did you think of this rated PG-13 movie? <laughs> Um, I screamed the entire way through this movie the first time I saw it. And I spent a lot of time rubbing my temples the second time. <laughs> and last night I was taking notes. And the last thing I wrote before I closed my laptop was sometimes I just really think about how short life it really is. You know, <laughs> like I, just <laughs> I finished watching it the second time and I thought, you know, 80 years is nothing in the grand scheme of the universe. <laughs> and I just spent three hours watching elves when I watched it the first time and the second time. And I'm about to go spend another hour talking about it. And I don't know. It was like, give gave me a perspective <laughs> on my life. Yeah. <laughs> life is short, you know? Yeah. <laughs> How about you? Corey? <laughs> this movie, uh, inspire any existential dread. <laughs> No, I, I didn't take it that deep. <laughs> um, this movie was entertaining. This movie was not good. <laughs> yeah, these two things can coexist. This will not be a yearly Christmas watch for me. Well, apparently it's going to be for me because Jason says he wants to watch it every year now. <laughs> I think it would be fun with a group of friends. Yeah. Uh, it's not boring. No. <laughs> it definitely has a plot. Yep. That plot is just very wild. Yeah. The movie was like, uh, where do you think we're going to go? And then you answer and it goes, nope. I think at first I was really disappointed that it was not like elves, like Santa's elves killing people. Because I think That's so- what I someone too. make that movie, please. Yeah. How does it not? It's got to exist, right? <laughs> Maybe. It's got to. I don't think I've seen it. I was too. They could have just called this movie anything else. Like, it only barely needed to happen at Christmas time just because she had to fuck the elf on Christmas Eve. Yeah. Like, they could have said they, she has to fuck the elf on May 13th. Mm-hmm. Like, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Ugh. But I they guess, were like, we got Grizzly Adams. Why not make say, it Santa? <laughs> I guess that's why they got this guy to put him in a Santa suit. Yep. It all comes together. Once again... There's no Malton movie guide for elves. <laughs> uh, Leonard said, pass. Yeah. He actually, he probably was like, do I really need to tell you about this movie and that it <laughs> fucking sucks? <laughs> You're not babies. You get it. Uh, Corey, what do you rate this movie? Oh, man. I am going to rate this movie a four out of ten. Because... <laughs> <laughs> This one was kind of hard to rate because it is kind of enjoyable if you just la- laugh at it. The biggest downside to me was the elf. Sure. Yeah, that was disappointing. I feel like they had to put those like Nazi guys in because the elf was so 
Yeah. Not scary. I mean, in the 80s, Nazis were like the go-to mm-hmm. villain. Mm-hmm. And now in 2021, it's like, um, if you talk too much about the Nazis, you kind of start to talk yourself into the Nazis. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I thought the acting was pretty bad. I feel uh-huh. like the two leads with the script they were giving, they did okay. Yeah. Um, but everyone else was pretty bad. Yeah. <laughs> the mom, she was really going for it. Yeah. But terrible. The grandpa. The grandpa was awful. one of the worst. And so was that professor guy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, I feel like that guy was like loves doing local community theater. Oh, no. <laughs> he does and he's always like yeah i do accent work and then it comes on and he comes on and he's terrible (laughs) he had that long cardigan vest oh my god (laughs) i know it was so long i noticed that it was like knee length it was like a sweater dress yeah he's like i hope i'm not interrupting you he's like oh no the only thing waiting for me at home is my (laughs) in-laws and we're all supposed to fucking laugh at this (sighs) so yeah four out of ten what about you i I give it <laughs> I have I have a conflict here because part of me is like when I said this is sick like that was how I really felt when I was watching it this is sick like what is <laughs> happening so and it's not like I don't enjoy sick things but it was just too <laughs> it was I guess the grandpa did get killed, so that's good. <laughs> um, I I guess I I give it also a four, a negative a thousand for like <laughs> being disgusting. <laughs> but you know, then it makes up for that with having so many lines that like we had to write them down yeah. because they were so funny. And also for just zigging when you think they're going to zag. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, w- watch it. I guess watch it. It's less than 90 minutes. Yeah. Just you only have to watch it the one time, though. It's on YouTube. Yeah. You just have to look up Elves movie mm. and you'll find it. <laughs> it would have been better if it had James Conn in it. Hmm. Or Charles Bronson. Yes. <laughs> All right. What's our next movie? Our next movie is another Christmas classic, but I think this one is a little more well-known. Silent Night, Deadly Night. Yay. So we'll be covering one, two, and three eventually, but yeah. we're starting with one. Yep. Check that out. We're going to watch it. We're going to talk about it. Um, it does not have Nazi elves in it. So if that's what you're looking for, watch elves twice, I guess. <laughs> All right. Is that it, Corey? Yeah. Um, happy holidays. Good luck getting your tree inside. <laughs> um, stay on the nice list if you want presents. Stay on the naughty list if you want to have like a fun rest of the year. Yeah. Right. Okay. Uh, Donate to the Bakersfield Burrito Project. And leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Please do. We would appreciate it. If you want to get us something for Christmas. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Uh, DM us. (laughs) Oh, I was saying the review was the present. Oh, I was asking for a real present. (laughs) I mean, either way. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Uh, He sees you when you're sleeping. He knows when you're awake. It's not weird at all. (laughs) Right. Happy holidays. Happy holidays. See you next time. Bye. Bye. Thanks for joining us on Gag Me With a Chainsaw with your hosts, Corey and Sarah. Music by White Bat Audio. Find us on Twitter at Chainsaw Podcast and on Instagram at Gag Me With a Chainsaw. Until next time, unpleasant dreams. Um, the
the quality of this movie, it really did. Jason and I were like, this looks like a porno. And he was like, yeah, especially between Grizzly Adams and Kirsten. That was like, <laughs> they've got chemistry. <laughs> well, she did say she was saving it for someone special. And who's more special than Santa? <laughs> fucking the elf Santa, why not go for the big boss the choice is clear i mean i don't like the smoker's breath but other than that <laughs> can't imagine the elf has, has any better breath <laughs> he's got beetle breath same lady for so long you know they've got an arrangement at this point they have to if will and jada have an arrangement santa and mrs claus definitely have an arrangement 